So everyone, we are with Steve Coker here and uh, designer of uh, Dex Dixon, the board game. So I want to start off by saying that this is just absolutely fascinating to me because uh, this whole universe that you've created has started as an episodic noir serial, right? And then yeah. you wrote a film script based on that, which turned into a musical that, <laughs> that, that hit production and now is a board game. So it's yeah. a fantastic evolution, and I'm very intrigued to hear your story about all this. I only had one idea. <laughs> uh, ever. And so, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked out really well. <laughs> it's a really good one. Yeah, no. so. <laughs> uh, the, the strange thing about this whole evolution is I, ne I wasn't really a game player to begin with. That w I mean, um, I did... Uh, talk a little bit this morning about the launch about um i had some friends who stopped drinking and so they're like well we got rid of that addiction so what's next and it was magic the gathering uh, okay and i mean so I can see if i wanted goes. to hang out with them i had to drink copious amounts of coffee and learn to play this game which until then i thought was so stupid <laughs> just the idea of it and i you know i played dnd &D and stuff when i was younger i just I just didn't get into it. And so it only took me playing some of their decks and getting just destroyed before the competitive nature of me uh, decided that I needed to go home and spend money and time building decks to destroy those decks. <laughs> they played against me and I don't know that they ever played those decks again, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> um, but then I was, then I was hooked in it, but I still, I still didn't really get into uh, the game hobby until very recently. And um I had been a theater major in college, so I was acting in musicals. And yeah, I recognized you right away. Uh, and, uh, we all have a similar look. We do. Um, you know, spot us a mile away. Uh, and uh, then after that, I went to film school um, when I got laid off as a restaurant manager in 2008. And so I was like, I'll go to film school. And while I was there, started writing uh, screenplays and things like that. And one day we were talking about Star Trek. It seems unrelated, but it is. <laughs> um, and somebody said, "What?" Uh, we were talking about uh, Picard's um, noir character, um, who is uh, Dixon Hill, right? Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. And See, so I, I was, <laughs> and I was saying, "Oh, I love his Dex Dixon character." And I kept saying that. And my buddy goes, "Well, who the hell is Dex Dixon?" <laughs> and and then i had to have a smart ass answer i was like he's the coolest detective he's way cooler than dixon hill you know <laughs> so, so uh so the kind of the character was born and i've always kind of loved those bumbling kind of foolish characters that are um you know uh solve mysteries quite by accident you know and that kind of thing and I, I these thought... two right here if you listen to last week's game review that yeah. is them they figured out what game were you playing uh Chronicles of Crime. Right there. Chronicles, yeah, of Crime. Chronicles of Crime behind us they're playing yeah. it and reviewing it they only figured out because they made mistakes we were 90% accurate in our solution we don't know how yeah <laughs> we had the right thing but how we got to it was yes yeah um, I don't, I don't think Inspector Clouseau could have done it better. <laughs> yeah. I just I just always have loved those kind of buffoonish characters. And also, uh, I came up with the tagline, The Adventures of Dex Dixon, Paranormal Dick, the guy you call when the average dick won't do. 
And uh, I appreciate all of that. Thank you. Thank you. Now, of course, in the board game world, we've toned it way down. Yeah. You know, we don't have a lot of the innuendo, but if you, and I know that you watched the 10 minute yeah. um, yep. pre, uh, proof of concept, uh, lots of uh, innuendo in that. <laughs> Um, and I ended up playing the character because I didn't want to pay anybody to do it. Um, I was never intending on doing it. And uh, I told a friend of mine to come up from uh, California to direct it so that I, so he would keep me on the, you know, the humble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like after the first take, he's like, dude, you should always play this character. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that, that was on me. Um, but I have not been able to get away from him since then. So, uh, after the that proof of concept went out, a couple of companies reached out to me about possibly making it, mm-hmm. um, but I never wanted to give up the rights, and I oh. didn't know then why. But you know, I just knew that something told me that Dex Dixon was going to be my retirement plan, one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I hung on to it. But then um, we made a musical of it and we are going to do it again next year. I think uh, we wrote some new music based on that production and uh, it, it'll be, it'll be fun to see. Um, I secretly can share some stuff with you guys later. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, uh, um, what woke up one morning after buying a 3d printer and thinking to myself, Oh, I should print all the characters from Dex Dixon on hero forge. I could make them all. And, you know, I was just bored. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, and then I, so I started printing them. And then of course I'm like, well, what am I going to use these for? A game. <laughs> that's where it all started. Now, of course, you'll notice there are no minis in the game at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, many of the things that were from the film uh, and the, the script that I thought were going to be huge in the mechanics and all that stuff have since disappeared um, mm. because it's such a different entity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and how and how it how it was developed. So that's the the very short story mm-hmm. of how the game <laughs> kind of came to be. Now I have two gigantic shelves filled with games, um, and 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 don't o- get to only play two, as only. Yeah, I see that. Um, <laughs> turn, turn sideways. So. <laughs> oh yeah, no no yeah but, yeah and stack. Yeah, there's another shelf over there. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Of course. Yes, yes. I'm and I'm definitely uh, you know. I look at them sometimes with a little bit of guilt, you know, about that. And, you can't I mean, feel guilty. It's like having a whole beautiful set of books. You can't feel guilty. <laughs> they bring true. you pleasure. They are kind of a collection, you know, of of, mm-hmm. of, of things. And, I, and I'm looking at them. And my two lightsabers. Let's not talk about that. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I approve the lightsabers all the way. Thank you. Thank you. That's 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 convention problems. That's going to game conventions. And then, like, the question is, does he have some really cool swords from some famous movies like we do? Probably not. No. Uh, I mean, uh, those let me pull out my swords for you. Movie. And I mean that as a non-innuendo because I'm a female. <laughs> Well, Dex would hear it as one. Of course. He would. Sure. Yeah. See, if you watch the video of us with John Garcia, PJ told me I was supposed to apologize as soon as the recording started. <laughs> and I refuse um, because Angie, Dan's girlfriend, girlfriend. and uh, one of my best friends, um, we were making jokes about his balls because mm. it's a table flicking game. Golf so. game, yeah. I just kept saying. I would really... rather you didn't say balls and flick in the same time. That's true. Yeah, no, that's told just him, me. Yes. I don't like it either. But some well, I told him that I, I played with his balls the entire time of our our Zoom. I thought you'd like nice. it. Nice. Yes. <laughs> so, trust me, I like innuendo. <laughs> Good. That's what I'm here for. Just like Angie. Yep. Angie can't be here this week because her daughter is doing a county band, right? Yeah, county band. Yeah. So. Nice. 
She's too cool. Uh, yep. So I, I think, answered my I think question. I answered your question. I don't know if, if I yes, part yes, you absolutely that, but... did. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, my question was: Were you a theater major because of just the the growth of this um, really kind of beautiful concept? But you answered that already. Because it's like, how how do you go from a concept to a musical? <laughs> you know, like is, that to me is like theatrical. And yeah. Dan's a theater major. I was, um, for my where I work, I was the uh, virtuoso director for a couple of years. Um, went on maternity leave and haven't gone back. But we actually got engaged on stage. Yep. So nice. theater is a big thing for all of us, mm-hmm. which is nice. That's very cool. Well, I just recently got back into it, too, uh, here in town. I'd been acting around just for fun. I had my own theater company, which I shared the link with. Yeah, yeah. With you guys. Um, it mostly does parody and and uh, uh, homage. Um but the uh, but I've been just recently been directed to hire or excuse me hired to direct, flip those around, <laughs> um, uh, some main stage shows here in Portland, and I just got done directing Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, love it. About to direct um, the Full Monty, so that's, <laughs> I was also cast in that before I was offered the directorship, so I'm still going to be in it, which will be interesting. Um, <laughs> And a lot of the people at the bakery want to come see the show, but I'm afraid that they'll have no respect for me after that. <laughs> it comes with the territory. It, yeah. yeah. We have zero respect for Dan, but. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, I. I, I recognize you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I got the nickname for my, uh, was at the end of my freshman year of college uh, uh, of Naked Dan. Ah. Because uh, I was the second Dan in college history to do a show naked. Nice. <laughs> So but proud. was it required or is it just something you added? No, no, it was something the director required, who was the original Naked Dan. So I was like, you know what? Why not? <laughs> you do that now, I can. I, I don't care. I can do just about anything. Nice. So, so, um, so what led you to musical rather than just a straight comedy for this? Any particular reason, one way or the other? Ego. <laughs> good enough answer um, I, you know the the question that question has come to me before when oh, okay. i was in college and they're like why are you doing all the musicals man i'm like do you know how many heterosexual males are in musicals so few dude and mm-hmm. you know how many yep. heterosexual women are in musicals a lot. <laughs> i'm not an idiot i'm still single let's not talk about it <laughs> i just haven't found that great game lady congratulations That's right. That's right. thank you thank you I mean, oh, you're wearing wool, right? Mine, my first one divorced me, so you know, I hope I got it right this time. Yeah, no, it's actually an ongoing joke that when we got engaged, we've been dating for years actually, Uh and uh, we were in college at the time, all of us, and I was working at Dollar General here in Millville. And our friend from high school comes in and he goes, hey, congratulations on your engagement. I heard you guys got engaged, and I go, yeah, thanks. He's like, yeah, so how's Dan doing? And I go, Dan's fine why do you ask <laughs> well you guys just got engaged and i'm like to, to pj got yeah. engaged i thought you were dating are you sure i'm like yes are you sure i'm, I'm pretty sure i got engaged to pj so, yeah so <laughs> but we got engaged on stage like well dan's in, in theater i'm like give it so is pj i'm really confused so for years he was my my fiance, fiance. this is my actual husband yep yep brilliant and you guys are still talking it's wonderful i know yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> as you can see we don't let a woman get between us no, no. i was <laughs> Dan's friend first actually i let pj get between me and dan mm, yeah that's, no, that's what she says that's what she says <laughs> uh, 
Man, so many of these questions, like we already, yeah, already, already done. Yeah, um, that's, that's okay. great. That's so great. when it comes I'm to repeating myself, so whatever. But when it comes to like um, playing board games, because you know I've played a whole bunch thanks to these guys. Uh, PJ Welcome. yells at me. I'm not in like, I I get in involved in board games, then I just kind of like fizzle out because I'm so busy right now. I'm working on my PhD and everything, and I'm a teacher, right? right? Um, so summertime is board game time for me, really. But. All the different games that we have played that I have kind of been involved with, I have my particular favorites. What is your type of game that you, you're drawn to? Um, you know, it's interestingly enough, my, right now I've been just in love with uh, Dice Thrones. And oh, I want to play that. <laughs> yeah, and the reason I love it is there's a couple of things. One is that it is, you can get it to the table pretty quick and play just, you know, a, a quick 20 minute. Uh, skirmish with a friend um the all of the components are gorgeous i'm really leaning towards going with uh e-star as my manufacturer because they're the ones that make that game and radlands and a couple of other really beautiful games mm -hmm. spend a little bit extra money to have that kind of quality you know yeah. um yeah i love that game i do love skirmish games um uh I, wonderland war just came out and uh that's super fun too i like some of that area placement and you know uh bag building and that sort of stuff Another so game i really want to play <laughs> yeah it's, it's really really good it's really, really good and then recently to arkham horror so any yeah a lot of games yeah. that have a lot of yeah i've seen it right behind yeah, your yeah. shoulder <laughs> yeah yeah um and uh a lot of uh, that, those kind of games are to me just really just really fun you mm. know to, to to the so you'll see card play in my game is a huge factor that comes from magic the gathering that comes from you know yeah. ascension that comes from, you know all, um a lot of those kind of of games i just like having dynamic card play that can just you know especially when you can kind of you know first in last out some stuff so you're <laughs> yeah. canceling their thing they cancel your thing and then you cancel theirs and then they had just one more cancel uh-huh that stuff that stuff gets me going you know uh anything that can generate a lot of trash talk you know that's half the <laughs> yeah. fun uh, of of this is is that engagement with your friends so and i also really like asymmetrical powers and things like that so the cards help with that but then characters that are unique and have their own powers and having such a rich ip for uh this and and you know probably not just the script but years and years of thinking about the lore behind uh the the dexaverse as we've called it mm -hmm. um it was really easy for me to create the the bosses and give them powers that made sense in that world you know yeah so that was fun and coming up with with um terms that were film noir esque you know <laughs> as in playing magic. And <laughs> exactly yes. yeah when and when you when you're playing magic you can so tap yeah. something but you can't use tap yeah because yeah. that, that term is it. used so we put our cards on ice <laughs> <laughs> you know and there's an exchange uh there's an exchange way it was, uh, we use powerpoints to uh to pay for cards and put them into play mm -hmm. um and those powerpoints the only way you can get them is either um it is is to pawn or fence another card so okay. from your hand, you could fence a, a card and, and get the uh, PowerPoints uh, equal to the amount that it costs to play it. And if it's in play, you can flip it over, um, not phase, flip it over. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have a clever name for that one, okay? Yeah. And, uh, 
and then you have three turns to pay that back. You get half the power points that it costs to put it into play. You know, like when you br brought your guitar to the pawn shop to buy your mama a birthday gift, <laughs> you have to get it back. That's and, right. You know, but yeah. you, you don't get the value of it. So I just thought those were really fun ways to, to, you know, to use the terminology from the, I love theme. Okay. Yes. A lot of people give, give people crap about it, but theme is huge for me and I'll buy a game based on theme. Even if the, you know, if the gameplay isn't super, super awesome, I just bought starship captains because I love star Trek, you know, <laughs> nice. uh, and it, and it's not star Trek. Okay. They tell you that, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> um, but it thematically has that look and flavor. And so I'm going to, you know, I, it's not as dynamic a gameplay kind of game, mm. but that theme keeps me in. So this yeah. is nice. This is why. <laughs> yep. Nice. So, um, when you were working on the game and everything, uh, did you, you know, you obviously had the story from the musical and everything in your mind. Does it, does the game have any of those story elements in it or is this a whole separate thing? I mean, there's, there are definitely Easter eggs. If you, if you know the story or any of it, which nobody does, yeah. but if you know, there's some fun things. There's a, there's, um, in the musical and in the mu movie, uh, Dex has uh, he sees Delilah after not seeing her for ten years, and so they, you know, she's a three hundred year old torch song singing vampire, and he's <laughs> he's stayed away um, because she's bitten him twice, and he's afraid of losing his mortality. But this case he's on in the movie slash musical brings him back to Nightside, um, and he pulls out a flask that she gave him. And she's and she pulls out a cigarette case that he gave her, and so each of those are actually cards in the equipment nice. group. Very cool. And I think on the cigarette case it says "To Delilah Love Dex" on the on the image. So it's just like some of those kind of things yeah. are are in there, you know. Cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. That's really neat. I I really love I I love the whole noir aspect uh, when it comes to this kind of stuff. Film noir is my favorite. I've been trying to dabble in it for years, and I just never had anything um, concrete to go on. Uh, even like trying to write my own stuff. So seeing this in board game form is just so fun. Uh, as soon as PJ told us that your game was coming out, that we were going to have the interview, I've been as giddy as a schoolgirl the entire time. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is so great. So oh, cool. I'm really excited to see this. Now, he's already told me, oh, yeah, I already backed it. So that's awesome. I'm broke. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, PJ's number 13. Backer Hopefully 13, it's yeah. lucky number 13. Because <laughs> he don't need any more bad go. luck as I'm wearing a mask right now. So, no more bad right. luck. When I get my paycheck next week, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to throw my my cash in to get one myself just more than two cents right more than two cents <laughs> he needs more than two it's, pennies. it's a little more than two cents but more. you know we, try, we tried to keep it you know I, I was just doing a little video on the boxing of this thing i'm going to show you guys really quick so when we first started doing this our first prototype this is how big the box is hello Ooh. And, so and pretty. when when cole the artist uh told me he was working on the artwork for this as he was sending it to me he said it's a masterpiece <laughs> and when i got it it was. It's so it cool. Was. It's really cool. I but love the art. this is a non-standard box size that I ordered from the prototypers that happen, actually happen to be in Vancouver, Washington here. Very, very close. They do cool. a lot of tokens and things. Um, so this was an $85 box. Just wow. the box. 
Um, and everything inside of it was another hundred and something. Uh, but we realized as we went on that maybe we needed just a little bit bigger box. So now we have this. Can't really tell the difference unless I do one of these numbers. But okay, all yeah. right. Yep. Taking into consideration um, expansions and mm -hmm. uh, sleeves and all of the things that, as I started playing games, I realized, oh, I just bought this expansion. And I can't fit it in my game board. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's, box. that's really cool. We've been noticing uh, a lot of the games that he's been getting. They do start accounting for that. And that's mm -hmm. the ones, those are the ones that you usually pay uh, a more premium price for. And we've also noticed the ones that you you still pay a decent amount for. And then you look at it and you go, well, they didn't really think ahead, did they? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and we, we're yeah. kind of nitpicky too about like when you box things, uh, like all your oh, yeah. tiles and stuff. Like if there's not a space and there's like no plastic dividers, that's an annoyance for me. I don't like hearing things shaking around inside boxes. If the sure. game is worth it, I'll deal with like Stoneman yeah, games, yeah. for example, or. Yeah, you know, oh, like right. scythe and all that, and oh, yeah. uh, those are great. Um, wingspan and them like they don't really have inserts, but the games are good enough that I don't, I, I forgive them. We, we <laughs> so. print things to put them in. Yeah, sure, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, I, I buy a lot of plastic like baggies, uh, tackle tackle boxes, tackle boxes. Yeah, yeah, yep. you know to to put things in for sure. Um, but yeah, I uh, I definitely. I definitely learned a lot while we were developing this about games and about mm -hmm. tokens. And I had these ideas. I had pegboards at one point. You put your points and you have pegboards. And, uh, <laughs> because I had the original Dark Tower game from like the oh. 80s. And it was all pegs and, yeah. and uh, stuff. And my uh, artist, slash, uh, he's also a game designer. And he would just look at me and go, no. <laughs> you need tokens, man. You need tokens. So then we would create tokens, you know. So... Um, and I initially, he and I were friends. He was a barista at a place that I used to go uh, and just have coffee. And then he started doing like posters for our theater pieces and stuff. But I had no idea he was also a game designer. So nice. when I kind of talked to him about this and said, hey, we, you know, you want to do the artwork? I said, hey, you, do you want to partner up with me and split? And he goes, no, I need you to buy the art. <laughs> so said, and then, you know, and he said, he goes, I, you know, I'm not going to, you know, he's very reasonable. He's very quick. Uh, and you can see the the quality of the work. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. He he said, you know, you'll own it then, and you can do with it as you will, and there won't be any weirdness. So I wouldn't say there wasn't. You know, there's always some weirdness, but it was never <laughs> been a. It's never been about uh, arguing about artwork. Let's just say, you yeah, know, right. that comes we, with theater know, we, major, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. But we. Uh, he just recently moved away, but we would get together a couple times a week and play games in person. Uh, and we just recorded a two person. Uh, tabletop simulator uh deck sticks and game today that we'll be posting uh as our i think our first update today i'm excited cool. to see that yeah yeah and if you have access to tabletop simulator go play it and if you guys want to play cool. I got let it. me know and I'll, I'll play with you <laughs> all right nice. <laughs> nice i haven't played tts in a long time i haven't played it since i was in los angeles so yeah. we're talking and i taught three... you gloomhaven that's right that's how you taught me gloomhaven <laughs> so we're talking cole, three plus cole, cole was saying to me that our our tts version of the game is prettier than a lot of like the bigger companies games too like i'm mm -hmm. i'm kind of anal and i'm kind of an attention detail perfectionist guy yeah. and so i want everything to be like there's a double board on the thing so there's i mean 
hundreds of spaces, uh, I put a lock point on every single one. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so that when you put your mini on there or whatever that's yeah. in the in the thing, it it goes right where it goes. <laughs> I like to see. I love that's it. that's the attention to detail it. that uh, that always makes it better to play. Mm-hmm. Instead that of it's thought. those little yeah. things. Yeah. Instead yeah. Now if I could just learn how to control the camera, I, I'll be. Yeah. In right. I still haven't figured that. First thing. Out. First thing I got used to was like using the shortcuts to get different camera angles saved. Oh and, yeah. Oh. I'm definitely hitting shift one, shift three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. That's right. So, um, in terms of gameplay, and uh, I'm sure your friend Cole like helped you out with a lot, but um, what? How did you come up with the idea of just all these different play styles in one game rather than a scenario based game? You could have just said it's a campaign game, it's co op, you go through a story, you know, but instead you, you know, you mix it up every scenario. So, where, where did that all come from? Just being a storyteller. Um, okay. Before I saw Jaws of the Lion, I was already thinking about how can I tell this story in a booklet format. Oh. When I saw that, I was like, oh, so just know that I'm already thinking about Dex Dixon and the Amazon Princess um, <laughs> as a game that you would add to your core game. You would just need the core game elements like you do with Final Girl or yeah, you know, something yeah. like that. You would use those elements that you already have with the core game to then just start telling the story. And each page is, a, is, a, is another chapter that tells an actual narrative. Yeah. Um, so when I was thinking about scenarios, I was thinking, of course, you're like, oh, you got your, you know, your, your basic skirmish, kill or be killed kind of thing. You've also got, you know, run around and grab, you know, uh, quest for tokens, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. But I started kind of building in storylines. Like we have four artifacts that are well, three crowns and a uh, a grail. And I started thinking, oh, it'd be really cool to do like a a quest to pick up these artifacts and activate them, and whoever gets three of the four activated and in their possession first wins the scenario. And we call that when it's good to be the king, right? So, <laughs> um, and I just, you know, I would just start thinking about what are the kind of the fun things to do? You know, what, what are kind of some fun games to play? I, I honestly, you know, I kind of ripped off a zombie side one for one of the solo variants. Okay. Um, and because, you know, these are games that we all love playing. So some of that familiarity, I think is very helpful. Yeah. Um, I I also, somebody kept saying to me, oh, the board looks like Clue. It looks like Clue. And I thought, <laughs> I said, I could create a scenario variant of Clue with this. There's weapons, there's locations, oh gosh, yeah. there are characters. <laughs> and uh, I haven't done it yet, but it's, you know, it's like, it's like, yeah, we could do all that kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of fun. But I also wanted to encourage people. I wanted to give them something that was sandbox. Yeah. That you have all these characters, you have 26 mugs that you can hire different mugs all of them have different uh, asymmetrical powers so every time you you play the game and you use a different combination then add your cards to it it just there's no it's hard to recreate the same thing twice mm-hmm. yeah. so thinking about that and replayability because i also have games on the shelf that i've played once and i don't know if i'll play them again i don't know yep. yeah you know um but i do know that every time i played this game it's different and that's kept me from getting bored with it too which is nice um because i've been dealing with this thing for three <laughs> for years, a couple years so. yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly so um but then also i i really uh, do, are you guys familiar with the buffy the vampire slayer game that that, that, that milton bradley put out no i didn't even know i've heard people um, talking about it on yeah, like some it's, facebook group but 
No. It's kind of hard to find now, but they were scenario based. There were card play. They had the moon faces uh, for Oz to turn into a werewolf when this, you know, you would move the this this token around a moon face dial. And <clears throat> one of the things that was cool about it was that people on forums were creating their own scenarios mm-hmm. and posting them to a community page, right? So that was very appealing to me. I thought, why, you know what? There's a lot of storytellers out there and they just need a rich world with rich characters to build their own stories. And so my hope is that eventually people will start saying, hey, here's a game variant that I came up with and start sharing it with people. So it just gives us variability. And um, quite honestly, I don't see... I mean, if we can if we can fund and we can be popular and people start playing it and really <laughs> digging it, there's no. I've already got ideas for a vampire world, for a troll world, for this. So it'd be other game boards that you would bring into play with new bosses and new, um, you know, new mugs yeah. for each of those worlds. So I, I guess I just wanted something that I could continually get money out of people for. No, wait, no, wait. That's <laughs> what I'm yes. Being too that's, honest. Uh, too honest. Yeah, being too honest. No, I, I, prefer, I, just, I prefer honesty. Let's just call yeah, it what it I, is. I mean, honestly, I just I just thought to myself, how can this game not be boring? How mm. can this game continue to have life after the initial purchase? Well, especially when you fall in love with a character, you know, like how can I keep Dex alive for so long? It's to mm-hmm. it's by making a story that's going to continue itself. It's just like right. when you play D and D. You know, I know it's a completely different kind of world, but like you create these characters and you fall in love with them. And so for me right now, we're, we're we have I got our other podcast, but like my one favorite character I've made was Dee Dee. She's a Tabaxi cat, and so like I love her. She's great, ridiculous. <laughs> but like now that we started a whole new world, I'm not her anymore. And it's like I wish I could bring her back. You know, like, I wish she could be my person. So I and I appreciate the idea of like having a game that has playability for years because there are games I look at and I'm kind of like, did I ever play these? No, no, I have not. Right. <laughs> well, know? some of them you and, just would hate. And I, I would hate. I, yeah. I wasn't really interested in doing legacy kind of stuff. I mean, I love that Dice Thrones has now come out with Dice Thrones Adventures where you use those components to do more of a dungeon crawl. Yeah. And that's cool. And you're doing that. And you know, I also have Gloomhaven that I've not even opened yet and you know uh just got a new game table you know so it's like you know where I can build it in there and put the thing back on top so I can you know uh, go on with my life Um, (laughs) if I'm not not playing it but that I didn't want it to be that either I didn't want it to be oh man Dex that's gonna take six hours you know and you can play secretly secretly you can play up to eight players but, I heard that in one of your convention yeah, videos. Video. You're like, <laughs> you're like yeah, going, if, you, but... if you hate yourself. <laughs> you have nothing but time on your hands. And it, and never, we did that once with nobody, people had never played the game. And the biggest gateway to this game is it is with anything with a lot of cards and a lot of character abilities is learning those cards. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, we wrote exactly what they do on the card, but when you hire a mug... You got to kind of know what you want, you know, of the 26 mugs that you can choose from, <laughs> you know, so there is a, there is a little bit of investment in learning those things to really make it run smooth. So but if you had eight people that knew the game really well, I think it would clip. Yeah, it hasn't yet. We haven't. So I just said, <laughs> let's just let's just make it one to four and people can discover that on their own that, yeah, you can mm-hmm. play with more people. Yeah. You know, if you. But you have to you love those people. You cannot play with other people. We're married. 
<laughs> but the game says I can't play with myself. Yes, you you can That's always true. play with yourself. Yes. Yeah. Is that for we every? No, does yeah. every scenario have a solo mode, or are there are certain ones, or how? I mean, you know, I mean, because like I know some of them are competitive. You know, yeah, DJ likes I mean, to play with himself. I do. I understand if you have a split personality and don't mind playing, uh, you know, as both teams. Uh, certainly, <laughs> somebody somebody actually in the stream today was asking that question. So, could I play any of these as a solo mode? I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I've you know I've played it. So when we play a two player game, we always play two characters each. You know, mm-hmm. just for okay. vari- variability and that sort of thing. You don't have to, but um, we like to do that. So, uh, but you could you could play both sides of that. So we have two solo slash co op scenarios. Cool. We have um, s- most of them are team based, mm-hmm. but we also have a really fun one that um, uh, is it's called. Um, um good troll hunting <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh basically the tr- there are these troll characters that originally were just going to be gatekeepers uh between the two worlds because that in the in the movie and musical dex uses his pal lobo uh to distract these trolls under a bridge to get into nightside <laughs> because they like they like cuddly animals and Aww. so <laughs> So uh, the mechanic that came out of that was a badge that werewolves can give to mortals to cross the bridge unmolested. But if you do, but if you didn't have that, then you would have to challenge the trolls to get across the bridge into the other side. Um, and so we had these troll characters that were non-player characters. They were just these, you know, we had standees for them. We had these the, these uh, things with powers, but they didn't collect powers and they didn't use. You know, there's just so many things they were restricted by. And one day uh, we had already made all of the cards that we thought we were going to need for the game. And we were talking about the trolls. And I said, we should do a scenario where the trolls are just destroying the city and everybody's trying to stop them. And so that you have one person playing the troll and anyone else that's playing plays as uh, our fair city uh, people or whomever trying to stop these trolls. Uh, And the trolls will light fires and all sorts of crazy stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But because the trolls were kind of underutilized, I was like, we should do do something where the trolls are player characters and do a couple of things like that. And from that, then because they don't draw cards in the way that everybody else does, we gave them their own deck of cards. So they're a troll thing. Now I let Cole, I said, Cole, Cole, I said, Cole, here, I'm going to give you a list of some ideas for cards, but all the artwork, I don't want to, I just going to give this to you and I don't care what you do with it. (laughs) create whatever world you want for the trolls. And he created the troll world into being this secret society of like clerics and fighters. And and they were, they're like this amazing site, not just dirty trolls under a bridge. Turns out those trolls are the ones that are exiled from their society and are forced to guard these gateways between the worlds. This, 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 this all came from Cole just wanting just just wanting to have fun and just do whatever he wanted Aww. with the car. Yeah, so that's pretty awesome. You know? That's nice. Yeah. So, so that kind of stuff, kind of just evolved through time and now the trolls are you can use them as playable characters as well um they're pretty badass so you you know you want to do it sparingly but <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so that you know that kind of stuff just evolved over time you know yeah now i have the trolls music stuck in my head oh i'm sorry yeah me too with jt <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yep. <laughs> anytime Sad. i hear any any hip hop or any not hip hop but any sort of pop music, I instantly go, "Is that from Trolls?" 
<laughs> well, uh, was, uh, Justin Timberlake's one song came out. Oh, it was on the radio. And so he goes, oh, I know this song. This is from Trolls. And I'm just like, honey, this song is from before Trolls. Just so you know, Justin Timberlake was a part of a different band back in the day. And I blew her mind. Like she, I was like, when I was your age, I was listening to him, and I was like all Team Justin, honey. <laughs> I well, know. Let me just let me t- let me share a secret with you. One of my very very good friends and an actress who is in a lot of our shows at uh, Stageworks, she was on the Mickey Mouse Club with JT Ooh. and all of them, and she decided to not follow the that musical path, but to do other things. But uh, when JT comes to town, they go to dinner. Wow. <laughs> I'd never been invited. Oh, I'm sorry. That, that well, is after sorry. this podcast interview. <laughs> Everything's going to change. Yeah. yeah. No, it. it's, yeah. it's going to be the same. Sorry. No. <laughs> I can promise you nothing. <laughs> uh, we really can't say we tried either, so. We're going to try. I mean, we We, we can tag Justin to see what happens. That yeah, would be You something. never know. <laughs> You know, I've never tried either, honestly. So, you know, okay, so there you go. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I feel kind of weird about it. <laughs> I'm like, hey, JT, you're friends oh, with with my friend. Make him come to our show. Hi. Make JT come to the show. <laughs> I really liked your work in Trolls. I want to hear you yeah. sing True Colors again. Oh no, we'd be talking about Dick in a Box. That's yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I yeah. I like that. I also like Mother Lover. Mm. That's another good one. Right. <laughs> Like a, a, new, a new song <laughs> instead of a dick in a box the best one that with a cool fedora so yeah, different. Got, yeah. Got to de- match the, got, the theme we got decks in a box that's right. decks in a box i like that i like private dick in a box i mean you better keep your privates in your box <laughs> so you know what i'm yeah, i'm not even gonna comment on that because it'll be way too dirty no, we'll let people comment later when they watch the video. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, um, it was my adorableness with Angie that got our interview with John Garcia. Just saying, that's so. true. He said so. If it wasn't for Angie, and me, where would you two be? I, I think I think he was just doing a shout out because you know you're girls. True. <laughs> you're never supposed to strip away the 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 accomplishments of others. That's true. You know, that's I mean, true. it's you know, you can know it's bullshit, but <laughs> you don't have to say it. Let out me loud. have this moment, Dan. Okay, okay. I mean, we're he knows all, he gets it all the time. With I do. Imposter syndrome. You know, we're all dealing with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm launching a game with a pretty hefty goal. Uh, first time, you know, first timer. You know, we. I, I'm learning a lot from other people. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys know the game, The Ghost Betwixt. Um, no, no, I haven't heard of that. That um, I'll give a shout out to Dustin Twen or Dustin here. Uh, he uh, designed. I'm over here. <laughs> he designed this game right here, and Cole actually did the artwork for it. And this is a okay. really cool uh, campaign game where you're uh, a family looking for your uh, your child who's been stolen. Uh, well, but but, but okay. in a haunted house. So it's not like, you know, oh, so it's not super nefarious like that, you know, but uh, on his first attempt, at his first attempt, he, um, he failed their, their campaign. They had to cancel. Yeah. Oh, um, he had basically chapter one and chapter two combined and it was a much larger uh, oh, goal. Yeah. 
and so they they revamped and he cut the game into two different uh chapters and then succeeded on the second to- goal so um i had access to talking to him about kind of his experiences and he was very cool about posting videos on youtube around what not to do and um you know my biggest goal the first year was going to as many of the conventions as i could go to um just to play the game with people and try and um, accumulate emails and followers on oh, the yeah. starter you know pre-launch and so i think even at i think we got to 1200 something right before we launched even at that i felt like we needed more i still had 400 other people on my website that had signed on so i was just like okay we're just gonna you know but he said that uh he didn't have near as many followers when he launched and so it was imperative i thought to to get as many eyes on it as possible yeah so uh that leads to uh, another thing i want to ask is that you started in um like at least i saw on facebook like one of your earliest facebook posts was january of 21 somewhere around there and yeah. your the board was just like paper with some grid lines on it and stuff like that right. um right. and i saw mention of like fundraisers and stuff so how did you get the word out that early and like what were some of your early fundraising attempts to get like the game the components made i i, I primarily i primarily you know there wasn't I think it wasn't until we started kind of trying to get the minis put together Mm -hmm. that I really started reaching out and asking people to, to help. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we, they were like 350 euros each uh, to, to design, which I I still, I didn't think was, was too expensive, but at that moment it was more than I had in my pocket. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And also I'd been paying, you know, coal artwork. I think there was one little push for some, some cards that I did. With Facebook Live and primarily most of those people or Facebook ads, most of those people were, were people that I knew, you know. So they were like, Oh, we'll contribute to your adorable little project. When you tell people <laughs> when Grandma, you tell people can that, I have twenty seven dollars? My grandmother's dead. No, oh. <laughs> when uh but she would have given me twenty seven dollars for sure. Um, mine one of the have. things <laughs> one of mine would have. <laughs> Um, but the thing that I find is you tell people, oh, I'm making a game and they're like, oh, yeah. And then when I pull out my prototype, they would go, oh, that's a game. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Oh, this is real. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I spent a lot of money on it. You know, and, uh, but that, that would keep me going because I'm generally the kind of person that's like, hey, this is really fun. Wait a minute, this is becoming work. Let's make that thing over there. <laughs> 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 you know, squirrel. Um, so this is this is a whole new thing to go from this creative piece into the the monetary piece, you know. And I'm nervous, but you know, I I am just standing on the shoulders of giants and learning from people who have done, mm, yeah, um, and try to avoid the those mistakes. But That's what John had said too was like Kickstarter really for the for the changed. small person, it's change. It's no longer mm-hmm. that anymore. Yeah, because yeah, he well, was like. In- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, he, he was saying that, you know, Kickstarter used to be you had a dream. People would help fund that dream where now you have to have a final product and then people pay for you to just make more of that final product. You know, it's true. It's, yeah. So it's he was true. just talking about the frustrations of trying to succeed in a world where companies like Simon, you know, like just use it as a pre-order service. Right. Right. Yeah. It, that is it is a disadvantage for us in that way. But um, I, I will say. I probably would have gone 
just as I was saying earlier about my perfectionist nature and wanting to put all the little lock points on the game, I also wanted all my stuff to look amazing, right? So yeah, yeah. Yeah. that that when I pulled it out, people would be like, yeah, and I'd be like, yeah, we did that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, it, it, it's, it is frustrating because it would be cool. And the amount of money that we're asking for is there based on, you know, shipping and manufacturing and all those things that have gotten more and more expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, could have just made a card game. That maybe would have been, a, you know, a, a lot easier to do. But I wouldn't have been satisfied with that, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's it's absolutely true. He used to be draw pictures. This is what I want to make. And people are like, that's cool. Here's some cash, you know. Yeah. Not anymore. No, I think I, like I said, I think each of my prototypes costs um, just around $300 each mm-hmm. to make. Um, you know, thank God they don't manufacture for that amount. But yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, how about it? We would we would not be having this conversation. No, yeah. <laughs> like, how much is the pledge level? No. <laughs> I got kids to feed. That's right. Yeah, rent or this game. I'm going with rent every time. <laughs> the mortgage. It's even higher. Yeah, yeah. Although if you're in California, never mind. Yeah, I was gonna say it's, it's better California. than California. It's still better than California. The stories I heard about your your rent out there. Ooh, oh boy. god, it was ridiculous. My no, ex-wife and I were paying like eighteen sixty just for mm. a one bedroom, one bath. Wow. Yeah, no thank you. Please. The I ghost betwixt. Um yeah. can you buy that anywhere? I was looking for it online. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. It wasn't popping up on yeah. Amazon, so um, I don't know that it's there, but just I think you can find it on uh, Kickstarter still. It's on Kickstarter? Okay, it's, it's oh, all pop up. Yeah, okay. okay. Or you can go to theghostbetwixt.com. Ooh. Yeah, so I, I found it on Kickstarter. Okay, cool. Yeah. Because yeah. Like, that's what I'm really interested in. Like, my, my favorite board game is uh, Betrayal at House on the Hill. So. Oh yeah, we have every yeah. copy of every version of it. Yeah. I should say, and he knows like there are board games that I hate playing because there's just too much. I'm like I don't like setup time, but that drives me nuts. That's why he does it all for me. Yeah. Right. So I don't mind there's card games because they go snacks. faster. You know, I love card games. I love easy games like that. Yep. But mm-hmm. betrayal, that is one time where I don't care. Like I will go ahead and get all the pieces out. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So um, John Garcia, who uh, we interviewed a couple weeks ago, and. Uh, his game table golf association just fulfilled or finished fulfilling uh so he said um the game looks amazing and he's thank you john as a first game publisher this is super polished and what i tell people they need in order to compete um his stretch goals are interesting only about a thousand k uh a thousand dollars apart from each other um that uh, usually they're bigger benchmarks and he was wondering how you came up with those benchmarks there uh between the stretch yeah. goals um i'll be honest with you cole presented those to me um and i didn't balk at it i was like okay um, <laughs> you, you got this <laughs> uh, you know I, I think i think also you know we knew that we had uh, you know for a first time publisher we knew that twenty four thousand was you know a lot to ask and mm-hmm. uh i think we wanted to add those at a much more um achievable rate you know, to mm-hmm. so that people could get there a lot quicker. You know, three people pledge uh, above that amount, and you get the next stretch goal. You know, mm-hmm. and those items aren't that expensive to to manufacture and add to the game. Quite honestly, you know, so I didn't feel like we needed to soak anything for that. Gotcha. Now the minis, if we were gonna if we were gonna do the minis, you know, it's ten thousand dollars just to set up the uh, the mold to yeah. make 
minis. So I was like, oh. I don't want to add that to the stretch goal yeah. or to the to the initial goal. Uh, we weren't really ready to do it anyway. Um, but I thought that's another ten thousand dollars ask is is definitely going to put us into you know failure yeah. <laughs> you know yeah um so we figured you know we'll see how the game goes and you know if we get to a certain point in the backing where where we are ten thousand fifteen thousand over what we were hoping to get i will reconsider doing that honestly mm -hmm. and uh make those available but that was the initial thought was let's make these super achievable you know because mm -hmm. who doesn't like extra stuff oh yeah definitely and you know? i love minis it's the one thing i love about betrayal <laughs> and I've got all of these lovely little, this is, these are the three expansion decks uh, for the game uh, themed for one for vampires, one for werewolves and one for mortals. And I'm super stoked for these. We did a little different design. This rubber band is unattractive. Hang on a second. <laughs> got to buy pretty colored ones and it's okay. I have, see, look, I have black and I have clear. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, we did a, a borderless card so they you know these expansions have no white border and then they have their own little um little faction thing right there too so that yeah. makes the magic gathering guy and me go <laughs> yeah, that's really cool because now you it's a lot easier to differentiate them from the rest of your decks and everything so. yeah absolutely because because you can you know you can use these to you can slip flop them in and out depending upon who your favorite character types right. are you yeah, know just mix and match mm -hmm. and everything but that's really cool because yeah. i know this one over here is very anal about putting everything in the right in car spot. Depends. It depends. That's yeah. just depends the right the way to do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's just the right. Way. Like okay, look, he got me a, a, an alien card game, like the from the alien legendary franchise. encounters. Legend, yeah, legendary. Oh encounters. yeah, I heard that's really fun. Oh, it's amazing. Awesome. Uh, I had to break everything up into the movies. Yeah. Like I had to. It wasn't like oh we can throw these. Things. No 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 no. Alien goes with Alien, and Aliens right. is over here. So seven to, years later, so you have to organize it. Yeah. Well, that's just me, but I'm you know I'm a huge movie buff. Well, I like watching my husband at the table because he'll go, "Today I'm going to put these cards in sleeves," and it's like a snowy day or whatever, and he just sits there for hours putting cards in sleeves. I've only done that for oh. one game, and it's worth it. Oh, I just I just did that with Ascension. I just sat there and put. Yeah, <laughs> put a movie on and you sleeve, yep. and all of the all the stretch goals and all the additional things I got with the dice uh, dice thrones. I did the Marvel one and I did that. So of course I got all the sleeves for that, and I did. I just sat there and just put them in things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, so that I hope that answers John's question there. Um, yeah, he had a couple others. Um, okay. One actually he echoed from uh, someone who was reading over the Kickstarter uh, and he streamed it this morning. Um, yeah. Where uh, he's like, some pledges, and this guy on YouTube, I forget his name, Bauer, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, where he, uh, he, beat, he beat up on me today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I, I mean, watched... at the same time, saying really good things, too. I think he's relatively fair. I mean, as I was watching our video, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I did something completely different, and maybe it's a little long winded, and, uh, you know, so. And see, I, I was definitely... there going, I like what's here because I see what I'm buying now. This is wonderful. Like, I'm getting your, <laughs> like, it's, I like to see what I'm putting the money into. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but anyway, so John, John. Oh, yeah. Gonna... So, um, uh, the, Sorry. uh, they said, like, <laughs> with the stretch goals, um, they're like, some pledges might feel that these things are, should be part of the base game already. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't see a problem with it personally. 
but we created them as add-ons as well. So if yeah. you don't want to, you know, you may get them because we're going to hit those stretch goals, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But if not, if there's one or the other that people want, if maybe somebody likes sleeves and sitting there watching a movie, putting them in, in your cards in them, mm. then <laughs> then they would go, they would they would pledge for that or they would add that to their to their thing. We just yeah. try to make it as, as flexible as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, but and, and you can't you definitely cannot please every single person. Yeah, for sure. Right. Some people, you know, are like, oh, dials, that's a waste of you know space or whatever so that's why the three different pledge levels i think is why we did it that way mm-hmm. yeah i think it's great well for for me for the dials uh it works in gloomhaven it it definitely works in its sequel frosthaven mm-hmm. uh and i don't i don't think it's going to be too hard to to adapt it with this game either yeah yeah um, yeah and you still and you'll still get your cardboard uh, punch tokens, you know. Yeah, I'll be yeah. using the token version. Though. You know, you know, you with, know what? Uh, with that, I I'm I'm gonna try and get I'm gonna try and one up you uh, on this one for once. Go for the hundred dollar one. Uh, the secondary. Y- you pledge. know, I I'm gonna try and go for. As yeah, high I'm, as I I'm just go. doing the base pledge. I yeah, can. I know, I know. Unfortunately, I wish I, more. I wish I could go more. I wish I could thirty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> We have three children so, <laughs> so, and a dog. I will say, um, I, oh, I you're love, probably going to go for the pledge for the. I was just going to say, like to, <laughs> to have the dog written into the game. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I, yeah. I love that goal. So, how does the artist feel about <laughs> about was, possibly a lot of? I, he actually wanted to charge less for it, and I said, "Dude, you're crazy." <laughs> um, so you know, but he's he is very he's very fast and efficient mm-hmm. and. Uh, I know when he did the creator's uh, piece for our page and I saw me, he had me like as a, like, you know, the pipe. Yeah. I looked like Leo in don't look up, you know, I was like, <laughs> um, I think he's, I think he does a good job and is very flattering with that, but he, he feels like um, it's a cool add on that's oh, easy it. for him to do. And why not? You yeah, know? Yeah. So I'm, I mean, it's not like I, I'm not going to have to pay him for it. <laughs> well, hey man you suggested it so, That's right, yeah. <laughs> so um the other question from john that i have here is um he said uh he really has everything covered has he been part of other kickstarter campaigns i'd like to know who he coordinated shipping hubs in other co- uh, continents with is he working with a different fulfillment center for each one so what do you say about um, that I haven't I haven't landed on which one, but there are there are several that um, are kind of one stop shops that that cover all of it. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm leaning towards uh, a couple of them right now, but I haven't fully landed on who's going to be the best team for that. Okay. Um, I basically looked at games that were the same size as mine. I looked at uh, I've shipped a few of these out, so I kind of knew what the you know the cost of uh, sending them was. And you and it really is you're really just throwing you know uh, a beanbag at a at a wall you know yeah. hoping that you hit the that you know the fly but you, it's we're gonna we're gonna I never heard that before no right? I never I like that analogy I'm gonna use that now I just made that up as we went it's gonna become part of the American beautiful yes. very, very um, <laughs> uh, but anyway you know we try to get as close as possible but nothing is fun nothing is charged until we get to that fulfillment time because between now and you know eight months to a year from now yeah that hopefully those prices will come down mm-hmm. you know uh, and all of that but we wanted to give people an idea of where it might land based on other games and uh current uh pricing 
Cool. Okay. All right. Uh, that was a less satisfying answer, but I feel like I kind of got out of it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, so speaking of that kind of stuff and development and all that, uh, has, have there been any challenges that have arisen yet, like before the Kickstarter or anything you thought would be a big hurdle that was surprisingly easy to overcome? Yeah, honestly, um, just not knowing what was going on in the convention world was one thing. And then all of a sudden people are reaching out and saying, Hey, here's like discounts on this and you want to share a table and you know, oh, cool. all of that kind of stuff. Uh, I really honestly didn't, I went to Dice Tower West, but I think I made the decision to go seven days before the convention because mm -hmm. it just kind of popped up and became easy. Uh, on that same kind of note, I was like very concerned about how am I going to find a manufacturer? What's the process with that? And you know what? You don't have to do anything. They constantly are sending me emails. Like, <laughs> can we quote? Can we quote? Can we quote? We make this game. We make that game. We want to quote. And I'm like, this is fantastic, you know, because now all I have to do is send them the parameters and I get quotes. And that's what mm. I am done. Um, so, no, I was... Uh, Apparently, I guess that those companies, I guess they want to make games to make money. What? Whoa. Yeah. So, so I really was, I really was surprised at how easy that process has been yeah. <laughs> as far as just like making connections with people. That's awesome. I don't think anyone who sees this game realizes too, there is a lot of playability and there's room for expansion. So yeah. it's going to be a moneymaker. There's no question. Yeah. Yeah. He, even the guy on uh, YouTube this morning, he's like, this game has potential. Like this game is, you know, really, it's got good bones to it. Yeah. So, you know. He got excited when he, when he would ask the questions, where's the components? And I'm like, and I'm yelling, scroll down. <laughs> you know? This one over um, here got excited when his, his uh, words were read out loud by him. Yeah. Cause I'm there like typing in like, Oh, you know, it's, you know, he's, he has this and this and this yeah. and the, and so he'd read them out and be like, "Oh, okay, I get it now." And, and so. PJ's like, "That's I, me." I, I, so me. You were there. <laughs> I was so glad you were there because that other guy was just hammering on me. I know <laughs> the guy in the comments. This is stupid. <laughs> he didn't say that, but, but I was just like, you know, and yeah. I and I know being an artist and doing all of this that again, you can't please everybody. Everyone has an opinion about something, you know. Uh, whether it's the that's not the right costume or you know that doesn't make sense or thematically it doesn't fit or your game is sucks and i hate it you know that's <laughs> that's gonna be some people are gonna feel that way yeah you know and i and i just prepared myself for that and tried really hard not to react yeah and like you but you don't understand <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. you're a you towel <laughs> yeah. some, some people will take the time to go like i found a french found a french posting I had to use Google Translate to figure out what they were saying, but they were talking about the game, and one of them was like, "This is a this is a movie," and it's like, it's, "I think it's going to be dirty," you know, because of the innuendos and stuff. And and I was just laughing, I was just I didn't say anything. Another guy's like, "No, it was based on a movie," blah blah blah, you know. So <laughs> I was just like, "This is so fun to just kind of peek over, you know, the shoulders of people and listen to what they have to say." Um, but again, you can't take you can't take it personally because mm -hmm. there are games. I don't like I, yeah. you know like i just played scythe the other day and it's not that i didn't like it i just was playing with someone who was very good at it oh, who was okay. also a friend of mine from the past who was very teasy oh. and it was like um i was we had already done a four-hour gameplay session of some uh, another friend's game and mine as some final play testing 
So here we are playing this game and I, and I'm looking at my player board and I just can't focus on any of it. Yeah. You know, it's like, wait a minute, how do I do that? Oh, it does have some icons here. I see those now. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, it didn't take me very long to, to go. I don't know if I like this game or not. I don't know if yeah. I would play this again. And, and, and I think I would, because I think it was circumstantial, you know, yeah. uh, I'm yeah. not huge on euros as it is, but I just don't think I'm educated enough on euros. Mm-hmm. That's a really make vision that's one of my favorite games and when i teach it because i've played through i played that game too many times to count at this point on my own just solo because again no one will play with me i have to play by myself i play (laughs) with you i know you do so but when i teach people thank you because i don't want to play with him anymore yeah (laughs) (laughs) so so when i teach new people like dan or um uh other people uh, owen Owen, things like that is I put that competitive side away and I'll just start doing weird stuff. Like, you know, I'll just start doing things that do not help my character at all. But I'm like, curious, I'm like curious about it. like, oh, what if I just yeah, start messing around with these things over here? You know, you know, he, he you're says opening, you're opening doors, you're opening doors for people to succeed in that. Exactly. In yeah. No, no. At, he... at conventions, I would get hands of cards that I could just destroy people with and I not, <laughs> not play them on purpose to not discourage them from enjoying the game. You know, that's another part of it. Learning yeah. a game like that, like you said, is, is super important to teach people yeah, uh, and, and teach them how to have fun doing it, too. So, yeah. like I said, I would play it again. I think it was circumstantial. But just, you know, if I just say that by other people's experiences will dictate kind of where they're where they like games. And, you know, uh, I'll be honest with you, game um, uh, board game co Alex at board game co. I sent him and I sent Quackalope. I sent them inquiries about getting videos uh-huh. and um alex said this is i'm bearing my soul here i'm telling my big secrets alex <laughs> said I don't think I, he goes i love how it looks but i don't think i would like this game mm-hmm. and he said i he goes i don't take payment for my reviews because i want to have my opinions and i don't want to yeah. have to you know paid paid preview and say nice things about something that maybe i don't love is there an earthquake you guys okay <laughs> i kicked the, table. Kicked the table <laughs> and so i can't i can't uh, I control asked, him i'm sorry I, I get it i asked him well what is it about the game that uh that you don't like and he said it was it's your dice system so mm-hmm. at that point we were just rolling uh rolling two dice adding modifiers for everything yeah right okay so he's like i just don't like i don't like it even though we have cards and we have asymmetrical powers on the on the the characters um that affect their their movements and affect those things uh for him that was just a clunky uh old school monopoly style it is a turnoff for a lot of people yeah yes it is it's a turnoff so i i when i took it to dice tower west and mark street who did our preview um, I saw him there and we sat down and played decks in its original form. And he said, I love your game. He goes, but I'll be honest with you, Steve, I'm, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a, a preview and give it a very positive spin, but there will be somebody in the comments who's going to make a comment about these dice. And then with um, contempt prior to investigation, hundreds of piranha will <laughs> jump on your game and talk about how crappy it is because of that yeah that function yeah just and he said so what he goes so you know can you think of another way to to use you know to to move the characters i didn't want to do area movement you know and all that Uh like i i really i do like dice i do enjoy that and but i understand the randomness of it is a turnoff so 
I, I was thinking about it and Cole happened to call me because we'd already been talking about it since I had gotten these emails from uh, from Quackalope and from, from Alex. And uh, Cole's like, how do you feel about, I was thinking Bagpole, you know, like, oh, yeah. uh, Arkham, like Arkham Horror. Um, and he said, how do you feel about setting up a retainer? So, or he didn't say retainer. That's the word I came up with it later when I themed it. He said, what if we rolled five dice at the beginning of our turn? And then could choose how to allocate those dice mm -hmm. for every 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 turn. So some, uh, you know, you say these three dice are my movement dice. You add your modifier, and that's what you have. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then this one activates this ability, and this one I'm going to hang on to for uh, subsequent turns uh, to defend myself or activate other abilities. And I was like, oh, I really like that, you know, because it gives agency to the to the player. Right. Every turn you get to change your strategy based on how other players are playing and on what your dice are, what dice are rolled. Um, and so Mark happened to be walking by my booth and I said, Mark, what about blah, blah, blah. And he goes, that's elegant. I love it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> so now of course, every, if you look, if you see at the bottom of this card, you'll see a little dice thing. Mm -hmm. um, now you have to assign a dice or dices. Is that a word? Die. Or die. <laughs> yeah. I like um, dices to, more. Dices, yeah. To equally English teacher here of, happy with dices. <laughs> yeah. Dices is very nice. That's right. Um, so, uh, so you you have to allocate from your retainer roll that die to activate that ability. And so you activate you it every time, right? Like every time you want to use it, you have to be able to activate it with the die. Yeah, you can use them once per turn, basically, mm -hmm. so or round. Because, uh, again, you, once you use it, basically, you're putting that card yeah. on ice. Um, and so, <laughs> <I love> <laughs> um, so we had to redesign uh, and redo every single card um, to, to take that into consideration, you yeah. know. But when I let Alex at uh, uh, Board Game Co. know that we changed that rule, he said, send it to me. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's the, that's the other thing too, is I, when I made a film, we'll talk about this. Like I wrote a script and when I wrote that script, my very first one, I'm like, when we make this movie, no one will change any lines of dialogue. For them. <laughs> right. This is art. When made, but when we made the movie, I'm as, as I'm directing the movie, I'm listening to the dialogue. I'm like, God, that writer of this is so verbose, you know, like, <laughs> making edits during the course of it, letting people ad lib. And then when I got done shooting and I was in the editing room, I was like, why did the director shoot all this? You know? <laughs> so again, you're killing babies as you go. Oh, Things yeah. that you thought were going to be so precious. Mm -hmm. And I, I came at it initially, like being really precious about some of the mechanics and, and some of the, of the, the, the stuff, but over the course of gameplay, over the course of, um, you know, hearing people in the industry who know what the hell they're talking about, whether or not it's valid or not that the dice system sucks, um, I had to listen to that. In yeah. screenwriting, if somebody says something, I can kind of blow it off. But if two people say it, I change it. And so I applied those same principles to this. Well, I think and it I shows you're caring, people. too, for your future customers. Like, obviously, this is what you prefer, so let's go with what you prefer. It's a, it just want, shows you're caring. To, I want the game to appeal to as many people as possible. Not exactly. everybody, obviously, because it's not going to. And then set yourself up for, for just disappointment if you think it is. Um, but, you know, have I had moments when my ass got a little chapped by some comment that somebody has made? 
today. <laughs> you know, I but, wouldn't put a time on it, but maybe about 12 hours ago. I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe I need to edit that video. You know, <laughs> you think about that stuff. And yeah, his first comment was, wow, this is a really different approach. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, damn it, it is, you know, and and some people, yeah, okay, it gets a little rule weedsy. I do agree as I'm watching it going, maybe I have too many rules. In here. You know, <laughs> but the payoff of a werewolf pulling a knife on everybody and a girl in a slinky dress pulling a Tommy gun out of where? <laughs> I don't think we want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know. I, have, I need ideas. <laughs> well, that was the look that I gave her at the end. I was like, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> you know? we, we, we only shot that two weekends ago. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I was up against it trying to find time to do it. And I was like, oh, geez, you know, and I came up with the idea and I have, I have a lot of filmmaking friends. And so they all gave their time. And, and uh, uh, the woman who did the makeup for, um, for the werewolf and the vampire, she worked on Grimm uh, and works in LA a lot. The guy who came in ended up shooting it for me. Um, he worked on Grimm as a compositor. And he and I used to work in Eugene together at a TV studio where we did a lot of commercials and things. So cool. uh, it was just like really nice to have them back. And actually the actors that you see in that, some of them are from the first video that we did 10 years ago. So <laughs> for me, it was bringing my family back, you know, and just kind of doing something to, um, you know, well, a little you know, bit of love. If you need another actor, we have one right here. Right, oh, this nice! One, this one right here. Yeah. Can you can you, not, not can you that one. fly yourselves out on your own dime? And, and most of my people work for free. No, I'm just <laughs> well, I've done it. Well, in that case, take him because he he doesn't I, uh, have three kids. I've, I've done it before. I actually flew out uh, back in what was it? Twenty now? Twenty twenty? Yeah. Was that before after right. COVID? Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. it was it was just after COVID. So twenty twenty to do um, a film about uh, DB Cooper and the Norjack case. Okay. Now this is this is getting weird. Okay. So my stepfather and mother owned the Ariel store and tavern in Ariel, Washington, which is where he supposedly landed. And every year we would do the D.B. Cooper party and fill the bar with people. And my stepdad does the song on the credits of the, that Treat Williams um, D.B. Cooper movie. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that is so awesome. now he has to hire you. Now you have to hire me. Uh, yeah, I, I, I ended up doing that. Wait, wait, um, here. Put on the fedora. See oh. if you can be the next ex. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan actually owns his own fedora. Fun he fact. Does. He usually has his I own, own fedora. Few, yes. I have several. He a, myself, yeah, he has several of himself, too. There we go. Now we just need sunglasses and. and, uh, Get your flask out. Be drunk. Be sad. Should hold on. Get your flask out. Be drunk and sad. So I can't hear that. The last two sentences of that. Unnecessary. Just get your mouth out. I think we. I we chose know. my words wisely. <laughs> I think I think it would even fits the suit right now. So. Oh, it's perfect. Perfect. You tie yeah, here. Hi, kid. <laughs> get your ass on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> my God, he did such amazing work. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta get down that next plane. <laughs> Got to see that dame if she uh, doesn't love me. Well, if you really want the part, you're going to leap out of the plane though before it lands. I, yeah, I'm just saying, you know, well, you know, I, I, life uh, imitates art. That's right. Uh, I think I, job, I think Dan. I can still get a parachute you know, for my buddy. Just, uh, just get one. Strap it on. It's yeah, you know, it only one, needs to work once. As long as it works. <laughs> right on. 
We actually were all on a, uh, a I want to say a film noir. But what was on that John Ray Melrose? <laughs> oh my god! It was a it was a it was like a spoof off Clue. It was oh. a parody film noir. Uh, he wrote that for us when we were in college, and he wrote it all around all, all around me because mm-hmm. he would always see me coming in with new scripts every week and reading through them and like talking nice. to myself. And he got the idea of Dan like, was very annoying as an actor. He would he he got the idea of, of writing this whole thing about what, what was it uh, a a novelist, a detective novelist who um, always comes up with the most convoluted ways that everything was solved, but he never writes anything himself. He dictates. And it was his secretary, who was played by PJ here, <laughs> was always writing things down. And the best part of it was, was you didn't know if it was real or yeah, if, PJ if I existed or not. Was completely in his imagination because <laughs> oh, nice. he was always like, no one would ever acknowledge PJ. Um, uh, for most of the play, of, uh, uh, Brick, that Jordan Levitt. Did you ever see that the movie Brick? I didn't no. see it, but I've ha- I have heard of Check it. Check it out because it's a film noir that takes place in a high school. So he's not a detective; he's just a high school student. But he has a running dialogue in his head, and he has other characters that you're not sure are real or if they're his imagination. Yes. Instead of there being a cop beating him down as a detective, it's the principal of the school, nice. um, and the drama kids are you know it's a very cool <laughs> film noir take. You weren't uh, allowed yeah. to talk to PJ like, on on stage. Like yeah, well, you were not. The, like, you could not well, I was rarely comment. on stage too, and when I, and so like when I I, I wouldn't even be on You're stage on a wing sometimes. Only. You're on the wing. Yeah, I wouldn't be on stage sometimes, and his character would be like, "Take this down," and <laughs> just yeah, talking to no one. Take, take it down, and everybody in the room because I my character got hired to actually solve a case. Everybody who's in this mansion is going, "What the hell is wrong with this guy?" <laughs> Take this down. This is what happened. And... I really enjoyed that play because I got to play um, this like ditz who was always drunk. I had so much fun. Yeah. Although on opening night, I had to like pretend I was like really drinking at the bar they had set up, and so we had bottles of like apple champagne, like just that that bubbly apple oh, stuff. Yeah. The apple and cider. And so I go to drink it. And I haven't had, like, drinks out of a bottle ever because I was not that kind of a college kid. Like, I was a good girl. I drove home every night. I never, like, I didn't live on campus. So I didn't realize that when you drink out of a bottle, like, there's fizz and, like, it can go up your nose and all over because <laughs> of the pressure in the bottle. So I drink and there's just all this stuff that comes flying at me and it goes down my dress and I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> trying not to cough because I'm on like the right wing holding this bottle pretending while I was going <laughs> and I'd like turn my back to that so I'm just like <laughs> a little bit nice. oh fun time that was a good time and Jack got to carry a sausage oh the sausage I forgot, yeah, about, that. I forgot about that Brent so, this is like not helpful at all for this no video. it's not, not at all. <laughs> memory lane I do want to say in terms of the proof we of concept of video my absolute favorite gag that you had and I when you know, like, when I first saw the video, I brought Dan over, I brought Shannon over to him, like, you gotta see this bit, you gotta see this bit, uh, where uh, you spit the drink all over. I uh, loved it, that was so great. Sp- and, and she's soaking wet, <laughs> and then she just, like, powders her face and boom, dry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to play with all those tropes. Um, the the thing it. that you probably didn't notice, and you should go back and watch for at that same exact moment, try not to laugh, but when she closes the compact... After doing this, she closes it. You'll hear squeak. Like it's filled with water. That to me was my favorite. Just throw it in. It's squeak. 
I'll have to watch that again. I like the uh, cot with my pants down. That whole bit yeah. was great. I'll, I'll just save I, that for the narration. I, <laughs> right. I watched that. I told. I TJ, can't believe it holds up as well as it does after what almost twelve years. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was. So, it, of course, I've lost uh, like forty pounds from then. <laughs> I always tell people I'm smuggling squirrels in my mouth that are also smuggling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, there's. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I did want him to be a detective at the beginning of the end of his career. That was kind of always the thing. He's a failure, you know, and all yeah. of that. So I figured I'm fat and stupid. And I can play this part. You know? Well, I, I saw that as soon as I saw that bit, I turned to PJ and said, that's the part I want. <laughs> like, that's the perfect part for me. What's funny is I, I watch them and go, PJ, why didn't this guy meet Dan earlier? Dan would do so well acting with this guy. Like, it, was, it, it wasn't even a question. I was like, Dan needs to meet this guy. I don't I care guess about us. We're going to be starting our own podcast. Exactly. Yes, yeah. yeah. Why not? We get him on Fridays. We get him on Fridays. You know, I've, I've always wanted to do radio shows. You have a face I, for radio. Um, I, I have written. I have written radio programs with Dex scripts uh, oh. in mind. I um, love radio. I, well, I'm trying to think where one of them is. I could probably just share it with you guys later. But it's uh, we basically had everybody come in and just read it raw. And oh my god, we left every single mistake in. Every side comment, every joke. And I thought this would be so fun to do, and then clean it, then do another version that's clean. Oh yeah. Release both. Yeah. So yeah. people can hear that would be all great. the really bad ball jokes. Oh, that's awesome. Things yep, like yep. that that came up, you know. <laughs> things that I appreciate. Well, I've, you know. Things that you would appreciate. True yeah. art. I've been wanting to oh, do yeah. stuff like yeah. that for a while. My my buddy, um, he's a just got a job as a truck driver now. But he had this whole thing where we would, he wanted to do a new genre for like every episode. And the nice. one he had was but a continuing story. Yeah, no, it'd be a completely different story. Like, oh, he would go see, back to fun it. And more fun to keep the story the same and change the genre. <laughs> but like he would go back to it later. But the one character he wanted was a uh, Dick Daring man of the what was it man of the twentieth century, and it'd be like a radio show from the thirties and forties, and the far distant future was the nineties. Nice. Far and uh, one one of the <laughs> well, characters. That's they wrote him, yeah. Yeah, and one of the characters he had written for me was. What was his name? Professor Doctor. That was his name. I love that name. I'm, I'm stealing that. So, so the whole thing, the whole thing is, he would come in, he would come in, and uh, he would change himself into a different animal every, like every time we'd revisit it, and it'd be like, "Hey, hey, Dick, come here, take a look." What, Professor, what did you do? I'm a cat. Why did you do that? Because look at this. Hey, Misty. Oh my gosh, you kitty. Yes, pick me up. Purr. Meow, meow. This was amazing. <laughs> and just stupid little things like that. Another one. Why'd you turn your son into a bear? Because have you seen the size of my paws? <laughs> yeah. I love that stuff. Professor Doctor. Although PJ wanted to name our youngest child Detective. Yes. Mm. I like it. First hey. day of kindergarten. Detective Hayden, where are you? Here? <laughs> Uh, I was going to name, if I had a daughter, I was going to name her Ima. I'm a coker. I'm a coker. Yeah. I have a friend <laughs> whose name is Tim Juni, and he wanted to name his child April May Juni. Excellent. Yes. Is me. Just, that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. You oh, don't want to know what my dad wanted to call me. <laughs> I want to know what your dad did call you. <laughs> Many well, times. Well... <laughs> 
I didn't hear dumbass as much as I should have. Uh, My dad wanted to call me Peter Paul so all the boys could call me pee-pee. My brothers are assholes. I love it. Well, this game has pee-pee in it. The PowerPoint. It does. Oh, that's true. That's true. I didn't take it that far. That's all right, because I'm going to get this game and I'm going to say, I'm going to whip out my pee-pee now. You get to play with his (laughs) pee-pee. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's fiddling with my pee-pee. Yeah. (laughs) Got to be careful, though. Pee-pee all over the board. Make sure they wash their hands first. Oh, definitely. Or after. after. Both. (laughs) Both. Preferably. Right on. Only I I can play with your pee-pee. Okay. Okay. Put it back in the box. It's like he's learning the rules. But I'm going to be playing... In in over a year, a little over a year, I'll be playing with his pee pee. So as long as only his pee pee. <laughs> as long That's as I g- can, as long as I can afford to make an extra pee pee for you. I've already played with John Garcia's balls, so you can play with his pee pee. It's true, fine. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um. So <laughs> you're welcome, Dan. You know, as we're sitting here, I want to say, since you're an actor, uh, Dan, come closer to the How dare you. Yes, I still say that Dan is our Nathan Fillion lookalike. Mm. A young Nathan Fillion look like. When I was in college, I looked a lot better. <laughs> yeah, we all know what happened to him now. He uh, used to dress up as Captain Hammer. I did. I did for Halloween. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 It was great. And he would sing the songs, corporate, too. Corporate tool. Of course. <laughs> right. So, uh, back to the <laughs> game here. Um, he gets oh, all yeah. his so references. Ha- it makes me happy. I know. I love it. Nerds, so you have, um you have expansions, like, ideas in your head and everything. Yeah. You've also had ideas for, like, comics and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, obviously, you know, still wanting to keep Dex alive, which is awesome. Definitely. Uh, if the game gains traction, are you considering shopping around the script again and everything? You know, I'm maybe. I, I would love to just make it myself. It would be cool to be able to yeah. just, you know... Um, when we, we get together, that was an escape room that we shot at. And, I, and as soon as I'm in, the, the fireplace is the same fireplace from the original shoot. These guys mm-hmm. then built an escape room and kept it. But every time I'm in there, I'm like, could just come in and start just filming episodes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not really the reality of it. You know, I yeah. can only use my uh, come and help me for very little money or, or free uh, yeah. So many times before people start, you know, realizing how cheap I am. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you know, having good scripts and stuff is not an excuse for being a cheap ass. Yeah. Um, so yeah, possibly. You know, mm-hmm. I'm actually more. I'm actually more interested in taking the varsity cheerleader werewolves from outer space. Yeah. I love that trailer, by the way. <laughs> and <laughs> so thank you. ridiculous. And creating. I love it creating a uh, a game with that i've already i've already built the prototype i just haven't done the cards yet all the cards mm. um it's going to be a tile laying game that uh the first and four of the high school you build and uh you populate the tiles with different um items that you would find in a high school uh and those you can apply to your popularity and then when you go upstairs uh, that's when the invasion happens, and the second half of the game is survival, and your your uh, popularity points turn into life points, oh, and your great. objects become weaponized. So uh, okay. that's that's going to be that's kind of the concept for that one, and I'm very excited to get working on it. But you know, I'm only willing to work on it so much until I know if we're going to you know fund this yeah, thing because yeah, yeah. 
you know, not that I won't continue to do it, but eventually my thought too is, and, you know, having worked with Cole and worked with my friend Joey, who is also a, a game uh, designer who hasn't published, their stories of publishers are, um, hey, I really like your game. Uh, it's about, it's, it's basically a, a driving in the wastelands kind of gathering resources game. We really dig it. We really like it. We're going to reskin it though. We want to do it as a forest uh, reforestation game or, you know, I made that one up. But, <laughs> yeah. like they, they, like, and they want to get another artist on it. Well, this is an artist who created this game mm -hmm, and right. it's his art in the game. And so I hear a lot of stories about that. And I would love to become a kind of a smaller publisher that tries to honor yeah. The, the integrity of the game being brought to you and saying, okay, this is the game. And if I have mechanisms or thing or, you know, notes about gameplay, I'd be more likely to give those and then, but be there to be able to help these publishers actually publish the game that they want to publish. Mm -hmm. So my hope is that I can create this Dexaverse development or whatever it ends up becoming yeah. uh, for that purpose. That's awesome. That's a great idea. I love that. Still yeah. a real job. You know, I, <laughs> I understand. I, I hear you completely. But no, I mean, and those are really, really great aspirations because you're doing what you love and you're, you're helping everybody else do what they want to do, too. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we hear a lot of people who say they want to do this, you know, and then nothing ever comes of it. So if you can do it. That's awesome. More power to you. I'm not promising that nothing will come of it because it could. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no of this but uh you know everything really hinges on this this success of this game right now i mean mm -hmm. you know and then if, if we have to cancel and do it again learning lessons yep i'm not going to not do it again right um yeah. you know so eventually that will happen but uh you know i'd rather do it right now let's just do it now yeah it's easier. Get it done. yeah <laughs> you know just get it done let's just do it now it, it just makes more sense oh yeah you know i think by by the end of i mean hopefully by tomorrow morning will be a quarter of the way there and yeah, i don't feel that, great, that yeah. bad for uh for a, a, a non-entity publisher with an unknown ip yeah you know i mean i think i'd feel pretty good about it so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna panic and get all weird about it i'm just gonna keep going and and we're gonna throw some gameplay videos up and keep uh sharing stuff we'll go in depth on the characters for our updates you know like this is dex and he likes to drink <laughs> a donkey lightning whiskey and you know, <laughs> you know his favorite food is i think what i said i said his favorite food is something someone else made for me except fish if you bring me fish there's gonna be a fight <laughs> <You know? laughs> we're gonna we'll throw some color into it you know and, and just have some fun with it he only has one it. good pair of pants <laughs> that's right. yeah that's an old joke that is an old joke these uh, suits used to be made really cheaply so they always came with an extra pair of pants so that was the, the what that joke was and a lot of people a lot of people don't know that i'm 54 years old okay i'm sorry don't be sorry you know some old stuff I know some old stuff. I'm 36. <laughs> I'm the oldest one here at this table right now. Yeah, for a couple more days. For a couple more days. Yeah. And I know an awful I, lot of old stuff, and people look at me like I'm crazy, which they're not <laughs> wrong. Yeah, there it is. I, I saw you right away. I, I recognize <laughs> it, was, it was the look. Yeah, that's called a callback. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Just man-painted joke. I need to leave now. Bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think we're gonna get along. Just told you. Yeah, as soon as right? I watched it, I'm like, oh my god, this guy is Dan's best friend. I like. I just that's the first thing I said, wasn't it? Yep. First thing I said. 
Don't get too clingy, okay? I, you know. um, right. I he got gets very clingy. clingy. Yeah. Aww. And it's once always... he clings, he never leaves. It's just like static electricity. It's always yeah. there. It's like a McDonald's hamburger wrapper against a chain link fence. <laughs> yep. that's, that's right. Never leave. <laughs> never going to go. But at least he brings Angie with him, and that's okay. Because then Angie and I get to snuggle on the couch and like watch TV while these guys play board games. And yep. it's a nice little night off for all of us, really. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Until I have it's, good, it's a good time. It's a good time. Uh, do you have any uh, questions for us? Any um, or anything you would like to add to the listeners or for, for the viewers too on YouTube? You, want to uh, you know, I just want to say, like, you know, uh, this is this is cool because I like being able to just have a conversation with people. You know, it's mm-hmm. like yeah. I, I didn't never felt like I had to sell the game. I felt like we were having a conversation around the game. Yeah. So uh, I would encourage other people to find you guys, and I will definitely be. Uh, uh, be promoting you. Um, well, thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah. We're going to yeah, be spreading yeah. the word about you on our stuff too. We try, sure. well, thank we, we try to dress up too for you people. So I appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah. And don't, and, you know, don't forget that, you know, I, I also just want to throw out Cole Monroe Chitty, uh, as far as an artist goes, mm-hmm. you couldn't hire a better one. He's, he's worked on tons of games, uh, ghost betwixt. Yeah, there's another one coming out. Uh, I think it's called, uh, G a G a Q. It's a, a quest adventure game that's coming out pretty soon Ooh. and he did all the work on that yeah it looks really cool nice. um uh so i think that i think that just actually just funded um but yeah so if you can you know don't use him too much because i might need him again but <laughs> give, him as much, give him as much work as possible you know because yeah. the guy is he's very good very good as Not illustrated just by the stuff behind design you. as well yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah and he did all the graphic design for everything too so he'll, cool. uh he's he's not going to do the character work uh for varsity but he is going to do all of the card layouts and all of the object uh uh yeah. sketches and things Very like cool. that we're gonna yeah find another artist for the varsity one because it's an 80s uh homage and we're gonna do the uh <laughs> can't wait to do Our the transparent so excited yeah <laughs> for trans the transparent standees <laughs> so perfect for that game um but yeah we're we're just uh thank you for thanks for reaching out you know i appreciate that so much mm. and you never I do know have one question never... for you well one more comment okay. um is there anything that you would suggest to our listeners slash viewers about using kickstarter like best laid plans for it yeah things you've learned yeah. I, things you learned well, yeah <laughs> we had the conversation because Gamefound came out as a funding platform uh around the time we were starting to talk about uh, well you know funding um and i think we decided to go with kickstarter mostly because it's already a very established entity um and i would say the the smartest thing to do is to just realize that you have to you have to think about the end result and take into account that you're going to give five to eight percent to kickstarter and then all the taxes that are going to come out before you get to manufacturing and shipping and all of that stuff. So uh, Kickstarter has has a pretty good platform that lays things out for you as you're building your campaign to kind of look at, hey, have you thought of this? Here are some articles that you should read and that kind of thing. GameFound, I think, is really, um, it's new. And so mm-hmm. they're not super new because they've been a, a fulfillment company for a long time. So yeah. they have uh, that behind them. Um, but I think we're going to, I think this first year of them doing it, we're going to learn a lot, you know, yeah. uh, about what it is. I think they have, I think they have some really cool things about it that, that Kickstarter could, could utilize like allowing, 
I would love to have put more information out earlier, you know, instead of just one card uh, and then have people give people the ability to ask questions or for you to send updates to those people who have signed up, mm-hmm. which kick, which Gamebound does allow. Um, so I think in that sense, it's, 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 it's cool. I also like the idea around Kickstarter that you have to achieve your goal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not wishy-washy in that way. Yeah. Um, you know, where, you know, like GoFundMe or Indiegogo, um, you can just raise part of it. If you just raise part of it, you're never going to make the game. And so those people just gave you money that's for nothing. Mm-hmm. Whereas these folks, you know, we reach that goal. Then the, the aim is that you've raised enough money to actually get it made. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, that would be my two cents worth. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, of course. But yeah, uh, when, when this video comes out and the podcast comes out, uh, I I always stress with the editing because I want to do you justice and everything. So, uh, you know, like when uh, when we interviewed John and he posted or he talked about like his next game coming out and everything, I'm just like, does he want us to be putting this online for everyone to hear right now? And so I'm, you know, I was like freaking out. So uh, I truly hope that when it comes out and you listen to it, like we do you justice, truly. And, oh, I appreciate uh, that. And, you- I, and I'm not, I'm not ashamed of, uh, you know, if you want to include that in it, that's fine to me. You know, if people know what the next game is, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm really excited. When I saw those like tile laying and deck building, I'm like, oh. <laughs> my my. <laughs> And my, cooperative. My. Hmm. And we're going to have little teeny cards. Little ones. <laughs> mini minis. It's like mini, mini Uno. I don't know why. You know you love to... sleeving those. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the only game I've ever actually sleeved was the Arkham Horror card card game. Because that you one just... To. They're gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Keep them, keep them looking good. We're just super grateful for you to come on. We're, we wish you the best of luck with, Absolutely. This, Thank you. with this Kickstarter. Appreciate and with it, all of your musicals. Yes, and with the musicals. Dan's looking for a job. He's right there. He's very available. I did discover that that Dex is a worse singer than me, though, uh, when we were writing this last bunch of songs. I'm like, he doesn't sing super well. (laughs) (laughs) Man, this Dex guy, I don't know. I don't know. We should recast. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Well, thanks, you guys. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. You too. Yes, Talk take to care. Afternoon, I guess, for him, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it would be afternoon. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm three hours earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go obsess about my Kickstarter campaign, but you go know, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go to bed because I have COVID and I'm tired. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Mark go get well. Get well. Yes. I will be pledging. I'll, I'll be putting my money in. And <laughs> if I can swing it, I'm, I'm going to go for that uh, the, the biggest package I the can big get one? here. Ooh. Yeah. All the right. big fatty, we call that. The big fatty. I like it. Better be called that. What else would you call it? Yeah. (laughs) You're going to love it. (laughs) The average pledge won't do. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. We'll talk to you later. Yes, it was a pleasure. Take care. Thank you so much.